Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. Stand by for news and stuff. What do you mean? You... Oh, I see you had that thing come up, so you did not hear what we said last Friday. Well, you can. Sure, you just go to Greg Patton, G-R-E-G-P-A-T-T-E-N.com, and right there, our front page, just hit that link. And last Friday, how about uh, last year, last Friday? It's all right there, my friend. Many of you have gone to our Facebook page. And to all of you that uh, continually support Greg Patton Ministries and this daily radio broadcast that comes your way, thanks again. And uh, do the Facebook thing, and we'll have other interesting things there as well. And again, I would be remiss not talking about uh, Sunrise Bible Church, Pastor Billy Crone. You know him, don't you? What a great time we had in Henderson, Nevada, right next door to Las Vegas there. Great comments coming in this morning on the ministry. Folks looking forward to our new guide called Know Your Enemy. About see whether you have demonic bondage or not. Invisible War on the Saints, just a step away. Just so many great things happening. Yeah, it was just a, a super conference out there in, in the Las Vegas area. Thank all of you folks that came from California. Well, out in the parking lot, the lot was full uh, Sunday morning. It was cars everywhere, but a lot of California plates coming on over for the conference. So we were excited. A revival of sorts at Southwest Radio Church. And talk about going down the West Coast, maybe six different states, 12 cities coming up. Oh, they're working it all out. I'm looking forward to meeting folks in Washington and Oregon and California. God is so good. Thank every one of you for your participation at the conference in Henderson, Nevada. Thank you, Pastor Billy Crone, and your fine folks at Sunrise Bible. What a great group of men and women. I'm just excited. What in the world is going on? As we think about how much am I going to eat on Thanksgiving? Over 10 million Ukrainians have fled the country since the start of that war over there, but many of those who stayed, particularly in the south and the east of that country, have already been pushed to the very limit of their resilience, I can't imagine. Daily life has become a test of survival for so many, with basic necessities, water, food, medical provision, very scarce. Russia's also continued to pound the country's energy infrastructure. Around 10 million people in Ukraine currently have no power. It's winter there. That's a result of Russian airstrikes on energy facilities over the last several weeks, and as weather sets in, dwindling daylight hours, temperature set to plummet minus 20. Officials are warning of widespread shortages of energy and heat. Boy, oh boy, pray for those people. For that global warming, things been terrible in Buffalo, New York, isn't it? As many as 77 inches of snow. Again, I just have trouble <laughs> even imagining that. When I was down in Greenville, South Carolina, I remember anchoring the news there at Channel 4. We we got a quarter of an inch of snow. That was my first experience with all of this, and they shut the city down in Greenville. It's awful. Pray for Buffalo. They don't know what. They just know something is going on. 
A reporter at the United Nations Climate Change Conference in Egypt passed out during a live broadcast, and it's drawing global attention amid an apparent rise in reports of otherwise very healthy people just collapsing, and in many cases they're dying suddenly or unexpectedly. Like what? Muscatine High School, Junior dies suddenly. Wake County Middle School Principal dies unexpectedly. High School Athletic Director, Head Football Coach Jimmy Thomas dies suddenly. Colleagues remember Albany firefighter who died suddenly on Saturday. University mourning the sudden death of a student athlete. We're all devastated. Business leaders who champion Kennewick dies suddenly. That Yorkshire rugby player and club captain dies suddenly at age 29. Nigerian teenager, basketball star, dies after suffering a heart attack. There's a list here a mile long. All of this happening recently, and people are saying, what in the world is going on? Hear about this one? Special counsel has been appointed to oversee the current government investigations of the president, former President Donald Trump. And now an investigative reporter has uncovered a link that identifies Joe Sleepy Biden as the prominent figure in the process for that appointment, of course. Wait till the Congress gets working, the House of Representatives against his son and the multi-million dollars they have raked in. Oh, it's just sickening, my friend. You will hear so much about this in the days that not going to be good for Joe and the team in the days ahead. I pray so, anyway. Well, soon you'll finally be able to buy weed in New York. <laughs> You're kidding, right? You can buy it on every street corner. Oh, wait a minute. But next month, it's going to be done legally. That's it. The state, which legalized recreational cannabis back in March of 2021, awarded its first 36 retail licenses yesterday, prioritizing sellers impacted by the drug's former illicit status. It used to be bad. There's still another round of paperwork ahead, but New York has said it expects the first dispensaries to open their doors in December, and it'll be party time. Red tape, mostly. Good intentions? What do you think? Part of the delay is issuing licenses to sellers after the law passed and growers got permission to get started. That was New York's effort to have its burgeoning legal cannabis market help out those harmed by the war on drugs. Under a special equity program, 150 of the first licenses will be made available to individuals with prior marijuana convictions or their family members. Okay. Big black market in New York, they estimated $2 billion, a lot of competition for the newly minted legal sellers and its competition that doesn't have to worry about things like no taxes or getting product from approved vendors. That's the illegal guys. What's more, after the law decriminalizing weed passed, a huge gray market of weed and weed trucks opened up where cannabis is openly displayed and sold right on the streets of New York City. Isn't it hard to believe? It's the new America. Without new efforts to halt illegal sales, it's not clear whether the legal sellers will really have any leg up at all in the crowded field in New York City. Yeah, it's the world in which you and I live today. Here you go. The University of Florida's College of Medicine incorporates aspects of critical race theory into its admissions and educational programs. 
The report from Do No Harm, a group of medical workers against divisive racial policies in medicine, explains that the college uses equity initiatives to train a new generation of anti-racist in medical fields. This is just insane. Two terms at the core of critical race theory. Those initiatives include an active recruitment of underrepresented groups, suggested readings on diversity and equity for aspiring students, and a code of ethics that explains how to address implicit bias. It's just hard for me to get my head around any of this garbage. That first soldier had his false arrest record cleared in connection with a now-defunct National Guard recruiting program known as GRAP, said the fight for accountability from Army leadership is not over by any means. I do feel a sense of accomplishment because they're now listening to what we've been trying to say for over 10 years now, the words of Captain Gilberto de Leon. In an exclusive interview with Fox News, there's some measure of justice, but what they're doing is just not enough. De Leon, among 2,000 soldiers, slapped with a false arrest record due to participating in a National Guard recruiting program known as GRAP and its Army Reservist counterpart. GRAP ended in 2012 amid accusations of fraud and mismanagement, and the Army launched Task Force Raptor to investigate more than 106,000 people paid by the program. There's just so much stuff out there we do not know. It's scary. More news and stuff right after this. So I listened and watched the grandkids do it, and I thought, wait a minute, we're the same way. Teenagers will ask a question and then rush away, out the door before you can even respond. You know, we act the same way toward God when we don't wait on Him. In order to develop a lifestyle of waiting on the Lord, you've got to have some faith. must be willing to trust God when a solution isn't obvious and we can't see a way through that struggle. Wait on God. Humility, recognizing that we can accomplish nothing apart from Jesus Christ. You and I should be willing to endure until God reveals that answer. Read John fifteen five. Patience, uh, it's a toughie for me. Waiting is to be characterized by a calm demeanor and an inner peace. These come from believing that God is who he says he is and that he's going to do exactly as he promised. And then we need some courage. It's human nature to want to be in control. We yearn to know what's going to happen next and when. Courage is needed if we're going to resist following our own schedule. Refusing to cave into pressures from other people requires some real bravery. You know that's true. Wisdom and right action come through seeking God and His will. Is that you today? It's old news already. Elon Musk made it clear on Sunday that while he took over Twitter as a free speech absolutionist, He's down to allow Donald Trump, Kanye West, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and other people whose accounts were suspended back on the platform, and he does draw the line somewhere. That somewhere was with Alex Jones of InfoWars. Jones repeatedly insisted that the Shady Hook school shootings was a hoax, and he's been ordered to pay back nearly a billion dollars to families impacted by all of that. So what do you think would be his popularity? Soccer legend. Cristiano Ronaldo may be bickering with his club called the Manchester United, but he still has become the first person ever, get this, to hit 500 million Instagram followers. Now, the only account in existence with more followers than that 
is the actual Instagram Instagram account. Never heard of the guy. 500 million followers. Okay. What else is happening? The suspect in this weekend shooting at the Club Q, which is a, a gay nightclub in Colorado Springs, going to face five murder charges and five hate crime charges. Big earthquake in Java, Indonesia, left at least 162 people dead, and the death toll expected to rise as more is learned about the impact in the rural regions there. Coinbase shares hit their lowest price ever yesterday as FTX's implosion continues to rattle the crypto sector. They're going to try to get you to go crypto one way or another before it's all over so they can control you. Domino's Pizza, they're buying 800 Chevrolet Bolts, hoping the electric cars will help attract more delivery drivers. Why? I don't get it. In business news, the nation's largest rail union yesterday narrowly voted down a tentative labor contract brokered by the Biden administration, increasing the risk of an economy debilitating rail strike ahead of the winter holidays coming here. A strike could start as soon as December the 5th, unless some sort of agreement is reached or Congress steps in with a preventive measure. A rail strike would cost the U.S. economy about $2 billion every day. The ripple effect of a shipping stoppage of that magnitude could lead to a global food shortage and more. Isn't that some? It's all going to come about anyway, my friend. The contract, which offered a 24% pay increase by 2024, the largest in 40 years, was rejected due to a lack of concessions from management around what members feel are unfair attendance policies. It is the new America, and it's all about to end. Well, let's see. Sleepy Joe continued that, what they call bizarre White House Thanksgiving tradition, pardoning turkeys, two of them, chocolate and chip. Why do they do that anyway? The simplest answer, I guess, is the best. It's a PR stunt. That's what it is from the Turkey Group, the Turkey Federation. This all started back in 1947, the year I was born. The National Turkey Federation Lobbying Group has provided turkeys to presidents to raise an awareness of that industry. Initially, the birds were intended to be eaten, of course, but it's back in 1963. That President Kennedy became the first to record a pardon. The National Turkey Federation is among the top 5% of outside groups that have donated to U.S. political causes. Did you know that? Who said that? It's a lost day when you do not use it to love God and others and to serve both. Here's a good question. Why waste your money looking up your family tree? My son recently did this. Just go into politics and let your opponent do it for you. The more you obey your conscience, the more your conscience will demand of you. C.S. Lewis. Okay, go with me here. No matter how old you are, an empty Christmas wrapping paper tube, you know what I'm talking is still a fun thing to bonk someone over the head with. That's it. Where's my Bible? Life 101, right after this. Just so many things going on, listening to uh, Micah Van Hus, Billy Crone, Larry Stam. 
Tom Hughes over the weekend. Unbelievable. You have no idea what's going on in the world today, my friend. You would do well to hear some of these guys. Tune in on the internet or however you can to hear some of the stuff that's happening in the world today. Some of the things Billy Crone told us about the cell phone. I, I'm not even sure I want to get near one. It's scary. Jesus is coming soon. You know it's all happening. In the meantime, the enemy is trying to suppress you every way possible. Get informed. Stay tuned. Thanks so much for being a part of Hello World. I think I love you. Well, I was talking to some men over the weekend out in Las Vegas, and we were just saying, what is your passion? If you could write about something, what would it be? Uh, what do you do hobby-wise? In your relationship to Jesus Christ and your local church, where's your passion? What rings your bell? What gets you excited in life? And if some of that thing has gone dull, you might ask, what is wrong with me? You know, the majority of us have most of these problems as far as oh, lacking excitement about the things of God or life, period. We've already talked about having an unbalanced schedule, how important it is to be on track. I continually share that we use a very small portion of our brain, and we need to get more organized, I think. Yeah, I think I'm unbalanced in that area. And then unused talent, those things God's given you, those gifts, and you're not using them for Almighty God. And your whole world can be changed by unconfessed sin. Psalm 139, verse 23 and 24 ought to be daily, several times a day for you. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. See if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Talk about something that'll steal your passion. Unconfessed sin. And then what about unresolved conflict? That can drain the passion right out of you in a hurry. We talked about it yesterday. Get that thing taken care of in that unresolved conflict. Today, how about an unsupported lifestyle? Sometimes you lose passion for God because you're not spending time around other people who have a passion for God. It's one of our top five. Read your Bible, pray, uh, serve God in some way, including soul winning and discipleship and just helping your community, maybe. How that's service and, and having fellowship with other believers. You've got to do that. You're not spending time around other Christians. Uh-oh. You're not getting fellowship. I love a incredibly practical verse from Ecclesiastes 4, 9, and 10. Just common sense. Two are better than one, because if one falls down, his friend can help him up. But pity the man who falls and has no one to help him up. God's saying we need each other. I need you. We fall sometimes. We stumble sometimes. We all need people to help us in our lives. I think that's one reason why small groups are so powerful. You can have churches running thousands of people, and we do right here in Fort Wayne, and yet during the week, they break off to 10, 15, 20 people gathering someplace, a small group meeting, and that really is the heart of the church. Those small groups, you get a support system in your life so you can keep the patient alive. It's not only for difficult times, it's for good times. Human beings were made for fellowshipping, for relationships, were made to live that way. In a prison, when you want to give somebody the ultimate punishment in a prison, guess what you do? Solitary confinement. They put people in solitary confinement because we were made to be around other people. That's how God created and made you. Whether you're married, single, you need relationships with others. 
others who are trying to live with passion for God like you and their lives to keep God alive and happening in your world. Having been a pastor now for 30-some years, 10 years of evangelism before that, I've seen a lot of people continue with their passion for God, and a lot of people lose it. Those that lose their passion for God, there's a predictable pattern. You see it happen almost every time. I'll tell you where the pattern begins. The first thing that happens, the person stops coming to church. I'm not talking about the ritual of coming to church. I'm talking about they draw back from relationships of being around other believers. A lot of reasons we tell ourselves that that, that's okay. Summer, I'll watch it on the internet. I've got other things to do. I'll get back to church soon. But whatever the reason, you start not spending your time with other people, you lose your passion for God. Dangerous. The next thing always happens is your heart goes cold. You start to feel far from God. You start to feel like God's far away. What you really need is to be around other people who can warm up that love of God that, that they have in their life, and they'll put it in your life. It's a need in all of us to be around other people who have a passion for God. If you have no aspiring contact with other believers, you're going to go cold. Guaranteed, my friend. Many of you listened to Greg Laurie right on this radio station. He was recently interviewing one of the women from the Survivor Show, a Christian woman. She'd gone on the show and been told that she could bring five things to the island, wherever they were. She said, one of them I want to bring is the Bible. They said, nope, can't bring the Bible. Somebody already did that. You've got to bring something different. So she went to the island without a Bible. No Christian relationships. And what happened to her life? She fell right off the wagon. Her character began to change the way she talked, the kind of words she used, the ugly words she used, the attitude she had toward others, jealousy, hatred. All of it immediately came right back into her life, she told Greg Laurie. I didn't realize how weak I was. I'll admit it. I'm weak. I need relationships with other believers to grow. For better or for worse, the only reason I've grown as a believer is because I'm around other people who are growing as believers. When I was first saved, it really put me on track. I was around great men and women of God in those little Baptist churches that got me on track. I stayed there. I hung close to those people. That's how God made all of us. We need others, Christians, in order to grow. Make it happen. Don't we patronize Hebrews 10, 24, and 25. Let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and toward good deeds in this world. Let's not give up meeting together. Let us encourage one another. Isn't that good? Don't lose your patience. You can make it happen again, my friend. So to wrap it up, what? What, what causes the problem? Unbalanced schedule, unused talent, unconfessed sin, unresolved conflict. Today we talked about an unsupported lifestyle. Coming up in the days ahead, what's that purpose? Why are you so unclear on that? An undernourished spirit. The majority of us have one or more of these problems. It'll steal your passion. And finally... The man was strong. He could squeeze a lemon with one hand so hard you couldn't get another drop. In fact, the guy offered $1,000 to anyone who could uh, get one single drop out of a lemon that he had squeezed. And, well, here comes a guy wearing thick glasses, polyester suit, tiny little guy, squeaky. He said, I think I can do it. He grabbed that wrinkled lemon from the big, strong, tough guy, squeezed it, six drops came out. What? 
People were cheering. What do you do for a living? Are you a, a weightlifter, lumberjack? What in the world do you do? The man replied, I work for the IRS. <laughs> you know, that's, that's pretty close. That must say for another day. Uh, join me on Facebook, Greg, G-R-E-G, Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N. A big thank you to all of our new friends in Nevada, uh, California, lots of them. We're thinking of going out there, preaching up and down the coast real soon. Looking forward to it. That's the way it is. Tuesday, November 22nd, 2022. I'm Greg Patton. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to today's program.